So how's everyone doing out there? You know what time it is? It's time for English and coffee. I've got my cup. Hope you got yours. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. So it looks like spring's finally trying to set in. Um, it's just about here. We've still had a few cool nights, but today I think we got up to maybe 72 degrees, so it was pretty warm out there. Back out there on the kayak, had a pretty good time. The water was pretty rough, kind of choppy, but, you know, I survived. Went out there, caught a three-pound bass, so I'd say, all in all, it was a good day. Now, this week at work, uh, pretty much textbook, day-to-day um, -day activity. Helped a few new clients out there looking for jobs, same old, same old. But uh, something interesting happened this week. Um, I called my dentist to see what was going on, you know, with my situation because as you guys remember, I went in and I had a little uh, root canal and I had a crown. I'm supposed to be going back to getting the full, you know, the permanent crown. So it had been about, I don't know, it's been about a month, right? About a month since I've heard from them. So I contacted them the other day and they said that my dentist died. I said, what? I was surprised because, I mean... You know, doctors don't die. You know, dentists don't die. I mean, that was a surprise. He died on uh, March 6th, and uh, nobody had told me. So here it is almost another month. I'm calling to see, you know, when are they going to call me to come back in for my appointment? And they say the guy's dead. So I was like, wow. So that just kind of made me think. I was like, man, that put some things in perspective. Like, you know, you got to take advantage of every breath you have, every moment you have. You know, like it's your last. I mean, you never know. When is your time to go? I mean, when I met with him, I mean, he seemed healthy. I mean, he was probably, I don't know, 60, 65 years old. Uh, he was moving slow, but who doesn't move slow at 60, 65 years old? Um, there was no indication, I mean, that I knew of. Maybe he had told them, you know, that he was sick or something, and he was just working up to that point, or maybe he had, like, a heart attack or something. But I said, you know what, that'd probably be a decent topic um, to talk about. I mean, I know it's kind of a grim topic. It's not my usual topic. I've got some lighter stuff in here in today's thing, but um, I think, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that um, Grim Reaper and how we express it in English and what kind of things happen when somebody dies. So, you know, this, I mean, we got to talk about it. I mean, it's a part of life, you know, so you'll know how to express it in English. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to um, start with today, and uh, we'll end on a high note. So look out for that. All right, let's go ahead and take a short break, and we'll get into it. So, when somebody dies, it's never a good time. I mean, unless, I guess you're a murderer or something, but this that'd be a whole other podcast. Um, when people die here in America, what people normally do is they um, have a viewing, uh, you know, this, of course, this is after, you know, people claim the body, find the body. I mean, if it wasn't a murder or a car crash or something like that, I mean, it's a grim, it's a grim time. Um, I know I sound all, you know, lighthearted about it, but I mean, hey, you know, no need to be sitting here shedding tears and stuff like that. I mean, it's just a part of life. We got to deal with it. We got to accept it. It happens. It comes for everybody. It comes to people we know. I mean, it's just something that we have to accept. You can't run from it. Um, but when death happens here in America... Normally there's a funeral, I'd say within three to five days. Uh, before the funeral, at the funeral home, they have something called a viewing. And this allows people to, um, close family members, to go and view the body and say their last goodbyes. Um, 
in a quiet setting, you know, when it's not a whole ceremony and everything, you know, they go in there and tell all the secrets or, or whatever, um, you know, so that's the viewing, and then they have a funeral, and uh, when they have a funeral, you have um, a variety of people, I've only been to maybe, I don't know, one or two funerals, but I've seen a lot of dead people, um, you know, people go in there, uh, they have pallbearers, people that, those people that carry the coffins, I think they're normally about, what, six? They've got pallbearers, you have funeral attendants, you have, I guess, a preacher. I don't know all the all the players, but they go out to the, um, the cemetery. Uh, sometimes people have a family plot. Uh, this would be where somebody's grandmother or grandfather has been buried, and they own the land or they own the plots, and they just get buried in the land. They say a couple of prayers, a couple of last wishes and everything, and then they lower the body in the ground. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, what a funeral is. I mean, everybody stands around crying, throwing flowers on the on the coffin. Um, but then sometimes people don't have a, um, a burial. They have a, um, I guess, an incineration or something where they go and they get their body incinerated. And then it's just a bunch of ashes. And then people go to drive to the Grand Canyon or something and throw the ashes out into the air. Or, you know, in their their mother's garden or wherever that person left to go that's another way people um not celebrate the dead but remember the dead i know in some countries they celebrate the dead basically they would have a party instead of everybody wearing all black you know they're wearing festive colors they're listening to music they're partying they're drinking um people respond to death in different ways um let's see what else do people do uh there's a period of um grieving um when you get hit with something like that i mean it's, you, you don't just bounce back i mean especially if it's somebody close to you i mean you don't just bounce back and go back to work like everything's normal um if your mom brother sister dad somebody close to you dies i mean it's expected that you'll take a couple days off from work you know just to get your head together take time to process everything uh there's stages of grief you know denial some people can't believe the person's dead you know, then you have acceptance, you know, they come to terms with it and then they can move on. But as long as people are in denial, that's why it's always important for people to be able to view the body. You also hear that um, some of these moms and mothers or wives uh, that have sons and daughters in the war, um, you know, if they don't get to see the body, it's just kind of like you don't get that closure. Closure is something um, that you need to be able to move on, you know, you can say, okay, this is real, this is really happening. Um, you make your peace and then you move on. Some people are able to get over things pretty quickly. Other people take years. Um, different memories, you know, especially if somebody lives in the house or if it was a wife or something. I mean, it's just different situations. Me, I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen a lot of dead people. I've had a lot of people um, die, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a can of another sort just because of how I process things. I don't really have any hang-ups on it, um, you know, I'm not some cyborg or something or some heartless person, but um, I think when my dog died, um, I had a dog, it was a um, half Siberian Husky, half Lab, pretty dog, uh, the previous owners that I had, uh, or that had him, called him um, Tip, I called him Rasta, that was my little dog, and I think um, he committed suicide because he had got out of the cage you know basically we had a backyard fenced in backyard all this room for him to run around 
I don't know how he jumped out of it or he dug under it, but he got out of the fence and he went in there. Well, he got out of the fence. I went back there. I didn't chase him down because I was like, I know he knows where he lives. Uh, but I was sitting on the porch waiting for him. And then he had um, walked up to me, you know, just came to me. I mean, he didn't have to, but he came to me, looked at me. You know, he let me pet him, and then he backed away. He didn't turn and walk away. He backed away. So I was like, okay, well, that's goodbye. I wasn't going to stop him, you know. People think I'm crazy for, for breaking this whole story down, but, you know, he backed away. And the next thing I know, um, maybe an hour later or something, my sister had called me, and somebody had told her that they saw a dog on the highway, and they remember we had a dog. And I went out there, looked on the highway, because we lived on the highway, and, um, yeah, he was out there, and his tail was sticking up, and I walked across the highway, you know, waited for the cars to pass, walked across the highway, went out there, and I um, grabbed, you know, picked him up, carried him. Uh, he wasn't busted up. He was all, you know, rigor mortis had already set in, so his body was stiff as a board. So I picked him up, carried him across the highway, and I was like, okay, well, I guess you got to bury him. So I grabbed his sheet, you know, wrapped him up in his sheet, took him in the woods, dug a hole, I mean, buried him, I mean, mafia style, I mean, I guess I watched too many gangster movies, but I buried him, but I remember I had like one, one little tear, you know, that, that fell, and then I've had people die, and there were no tears, but when he died, it was a tear, I guess, because I felt maybe partly to blame, just because, um, I should have did more with him, that's why I said, if I ever get another dog, I'm gonna make sure I have the time for him, I mean, when you have a dog, I mean, you gotta take it with you wherever you go, uh, spend time with it, walk it, play with it, you know, because it's, it's like a child. Um, but, you know, I, I was young. Uh, I had that dog, and I was out there running around with my friends, you know, more concerned with what I could do, you know, and I forgot about him, you know. So I guess that's my little two cents on death. But I just want to say, you, you never know when it's your time to go. So if you're sitting here waiting for that moment, the perfect moment to do something, the perfect moment to learn a language, or the perfect moment to tell somebody you love them, there's never a perfect moment. The perfect moment is now. So go on and tell them, you know, how you feel about them. Um, just make sure you uh, don't end up in the ground with a whole list of regrets, things you wish you'd done, you know. Live life to the fullest, you know, all that cliche stuff, all that good stuff, but... um. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get off of that, but um, yeah, I figured I would cover a little vocabulary there in death and um, share a personal story with you and um, give you a couple terms on how we uh, talk about death here in America. All right, yeah, we're going to switch it up, so let's take another break real quick. So if you looked at the name of the podcast, uh, this one, you saw it was called Death and taxes. So guess what we're talking about now? Taxes. Yes, taxes. Every year um, in America, we have to pay taxes. Now all year, let's just say you make a thousand dollars. Uncle Sam's going to want a piece of that. Uncle Sam is the government. That's what we call the government. He's going to want a piece of that. So he's got his hand out and everything. You can't even buy a loaf of bread without paying tax, state tax, sales tax, all these taxes. It just goes back to the government. But thing is, it, when you have a job, you're employed, you're making money, they take taxes out of your check. Now, if you don't give back enough, at the end of the year, you end up owing. So that's why they have all these um, W-2 forms and things like that that you have to fill out when you get a job. 
these are your tax forms you know you put your uh, ID on there your social security number you know all your identifiable stuff if you claim independence all that all that crazy stuff I'm not even going to get bogged down in the details there but um the beginning of every job here in the states if it's a legit job not a under the table you know where you're just getting a hundred dollars you know cash this is you know when you get a check and they're filing taxes with the state uh, you have to pay taxes I mean businesses pay taxes but us citizens we also have to pay taxes so I don't know if it's April 15th but maybe in another week or two I'm gonna have to pay taxes and see most of the time I don't ever get anything back some people get like three thousand four thousand dollars back because they have kids you know dependents and things like this they got four kids so you get so much per kid and you get all these little tax breaks and things like that me I don't get any of that because it's just me so I claim one you know single um, independent you know person no dependents just me so the uh, Uncle Sam comes for me I remember one year I mean he, he literally just about ripped my head off I had to pay like it was about like twelve hundred dollars I was like oh my gosh it's crazy I mean because you got federal tax you got state tax and then you have to pay to get your taxes done so I mean you're paying like hundred fifty dollars just to get your taxes done and then if you don't even get anything on the refund then I mean you're already out 150 and then you gotta pay 700 800 some people have you know thousands and thousands and thousands it depends on how much money you make uh, so you know the, the more money you make the more taxes they take so I could only imagine what people like you know uh, who Carmen Diaz or Tom Cruise what kind of taxes they have to pay they're probably paying millions of dollars back to the state but then they probably all also have all these tax breaks all these write-offs and things like that that's why um, they have something called like donations and Salvation Army you can write stuff off if you own a business you have your own personal business and you buy products or merchandise to run your business you can write that off at the end of the year uh, travel expenses and things like that but see where I work they give us a travel check so I can't write off the travel expenses car repairs and all that because I'm already getting paid for it but if you do decide to do something like that you have to itemize everything I mean they want to know every where every red cent went you'd have to sit here and say okay I got gas on January the 4th then I got gas on the 12th and you'd have to say you know 2682 1543 to the T um, because you don't want to get audited so most people don't even bother itemizing stuff for tax deductions they just freaking just take the bullet and just say freak it you know just go ahead and pay up uh, also health insurance if you don't have health insurance then you get taxed for that I mean it's crazy so they're they're taxing you so you have to pay for health insurance but if you don't have it then you get charged for not having it I don't know if this is the only place that does it but it, it doesn't make sense to me now it wasn't always like this I think when Obama came in that's when they started doing that I mean I got I got railed so hopefully this year it isn't that bad I mean I've got insurance and everything so I shouldn't have to worry about paying any of that back but yeah yeah so let's see taxes then we got to go back to the dentist then I just had that car repair yeah so this this year has been pretty 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 interesting do you have taxes over there where you live do you guys have to pay stuff I mean do you even have sales tax when you go to the store if something costs 337 does it just cost 337 at the register or is it like 342 by the time you get to the register because here doesn't matter what you get you pay taxes unless unless you live on base now base will be a military base so there you don't pay taxes it's weird how everything's set up so 
I guess some people take, pay taxes and others don't. But that's death and taxes. Now, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this or not, but I'm going to talk about technology a little bit. I talked about uh, with the flying cars and all that, but I'm talking about just technology. If you're if you're 50 years old or over 50 and you're not using a smart, well, if you're listening to this, you're probably up on the technology. But I mean, you've got people that are, you know, from the old school, what they call the baby boomers. You know, you got people that grew up in the 50s, you know, in the 60s, and they're just not up with the times on technology. They don't know how to use smartphones. They don't know how to use computers. They don't know how to use the internet. And a lot of them don't even want to try to learn how to do it. So they get their children or relatives or friends to do things for them. So why did I bring that up? Okay, well, recently, uh, my mom, um, you know, I've, I've been paying for her phone, you know, got her set up with the phone. You know, you take care of your, your parents and stuff when they get older, right? So I got her a phone. I got her a basic phone. It's a little flip phone, uh, old school, you know, as close to old school as, as I could get because most of those phones are just obsolete now. Um, she was using that phone for, I don't know, a year, two years or whatever. She broke it. Uh, so about maybe, shoot, Christmas time. What was Christmas? December? So maybe three, four months ago, I went and bought another phone. $70 for this phone. And she broke it the other day. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So this is like $140. Ah, so, you know, she, she jacked up the phone. So I said, all right, well, I got to get another phone. But then I said, wait. I saved a lot of my old phones, so I went, got one of my phones, went to uh, AT&T, that's where I go, and they put a new SIM card in it, and now everything's fine, she's got a new phone, but the thing is, even this old phone that I have is a lot newer than the phone she had, you know, basically with the technology, the old one was just, you know, flip it open, push the buttons, call the person, this one, it was a slide phone, you remember those uh, sli uh, sidekicks, you know, the phones that would pop out, you know, and you could text with the QWERTY keyboard? This was a Pantech, old school, you know, bootleg or whatever. So she's got to try to use that to call. So I've got to remember how to use that phone because everything I have now is touchscreen. Even this tablet is touchscreen. So I don't even, I don't even know where to start. I mean, that phone was like light years ago. I've had like, I don't know, five, six phones since that phone. Uh, right now I'm using the old school Samsung 5 active, but the only reason I still have this phone is just because it's, it hasn't done me wrong. I mean, it works. I mean, I used to upgrade phones every year, and then I got to this S5, and I was like, this is good. It's an active phone, so that means it's um, waterproof and everything like that. I had a Focus. I don't know if it was Samsung Focus. I had a Samsung Focus 2. It was a nice phone, but it got destroyed by water because I was out there fishing one day, and it just came down like tsunami rain, just poured all over the place. So the phone died. Asked for a replacement phone. Then they sent me another Focus, but it was a lot smaller. So then I ended up going to this Galaxy uh, S5 Active because it's all, you know, insulated or sealed from water, you know, water sealed. So I was like, okay, so I'm thinking about getting another phone, but I just learned today they said they don't even make the Actives anymore. So I don't even know. They had, I think you said the, the 7 or the 8. The S8 was the last Active they made. I think they're on the S10 now. I'm an Android guy. I, I don't give a dang about a, an iPhone. iPhones suck in my opinion. The only reason I use the iPhone is at work. Uh, they gave me that phone to use. But this phone, my personal phone, is an Android. Always will be. I'm just one of those people. I use a PC. I don't use a MacBook. I'm just not, I'm not on the whole Apple, 
bandwagon. Even when they had the iPods and things like that, I wasn't even, I wasn't even getting into that. I went out and bought a little um, MP3 player uh, where I could put any song on it. Because see, the thing with Apple products, you got to use Apple Music. You got to use iTunes. You got to use this. You got to use that. Apple TV only works with Apple products, Apple headphones, Apple Jack. No, no, no. You, you can keep your MacBook, your Apple products. I'm an Android guy. Best phone in the world. Um, it's open source. I mean, you can create apps, develop apps, put them in the app store. And that would be a whole other conversation. One of these days I might make an app. I thought of making an app when I was running my, um, my websites. I still got them up there. I mean, I could probably go up there and make an app for them. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there right now. That's a little bit about technology. As I said, um, I've got three more phones. So if she messes that one up, no extra calls, just give her a different phone. Uh, but, I mean, after a while, all she's going to have is these touchscreen phones that she can choose from. And she's just going to have to get with the times. I mean, today I was talking to her and she was like, I'm just not about technology. I'm not trying to learn it. This, 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 this. I said, I said Mom, it's 2019. You, you can't run from it. I mean, there's, even the news stations have a Twitter handle. You know, uh, Social Security has a website. You know, you can go, you don't even have to go to the office anymore. You can just sit right there on the computer, handle all your affairs right there from home, power the Internet. Internet, powerful tool. Anybody that's resistant against it is just going to get left in the dust. If they're not already left in the dust, they'll be left even further in the dust. I had a guy um, the other day I met a while back, and he just got out of jail. I think he did 20 years in prison. So, I don't even think he was around when the internet came out. So, he stepped into the future pretty much. Touchscreen phones. I mean, probably when he went to jail, I mean, they were still using rotary phones. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's old school. I don't even know anybody that has a house phone anymore. Everybody's just cell phones. You know, you get this one phone everywhere you go. You're in contact with the people you, you want to speak with. And sometimes even the people you don't care to even hear from. But, um... Yeah. Shoot. I guess a little bit about this phone. What do you guys think about that GPS? You think they're tracking your every move? Probably are. You know, basically, when you pick up these phones and have all this GPS, it's like you pick your own tracking device. You pick how you want the government to follow you. Because I, I, I believe they probably track. If they want to find you right now, they could. They can cut your phone on. Because if you ever watch uh, any of those court shows or court cases and things like that, they'll sit there, find somebody doing something online. Next thing you know, they've got pages and stacks and stacks and stacks of data of their whole internet history of everywhere they went, all their text communications. Yeah, they're logging all that stuff. They're tracking it. So you better be careful what you put online or what you um, do with the digital device. I know some people go off the grid the whole nomadic lifestyle they don't want to be found burning their social security cards burning their IDs no identification yeah but that's a whole nother story but that's all I have for today so I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one